be, folks? Could it be that the day of the Lord is at hand? Not so fast. This is Keith Johnson of Biblical Foundations Academy International, and I am back in Charlotte. In fact, I'm not only back in Charlotte, I'm back in the studio with the key maker. Yep, after all these weeks, you, you would not believe what I had to do to record the previous audio blogs. I mean, I was in closets, I was under covers, I was in bad internet, I'd be up in the middle of the night. We went back and forth, back and forth. We are in studio right now, and I insisted that I bring you behind the scenes for this special audio blog because of what we're doing right now. As I am now here with him, he's been up all night preparing for a weekend special report that we're calling Blood Moon Mania Eclipse. And why would we say that? Because this time, we're ready. That little song that you heard at the beginning, The Age of Aquarius, you know, I, I have to just be honest with you. I think that the biblical astrologers are at it again. But as I said, we're ready. The blood moons are coming, and according to some folks, the king is coming with them. But not so fast. We're just a few days away from the first of four lunar eclipses over the next approximately 18 months. And according to some preachers and teachers, something is about to change for Israel. <laughs> of course, we get to sit in the stands and watch while Israel fights for its very existence. You know, it's a strange sort of thing I've been in the last uh, few weeks. I was supposed to be back in Charlotte in the middle of April, and I was led, I really believe I was led to stay a little bit longer because I needed to be there for a very difficult sighting. If you haven't heard, we've been talking about the beginning of the biblical year. Happy biblical new year. It took place about a, several, a couple, a couple weeks, just under a couple weeks ago. We are so close to Passover. We've been counting until the 14th day of the month. And, and I am, as I mentioned, I, I, I stayed longer in Israel because I had to see with my own two eyes something really significant. And in the same way, I believe that we as the people of God, always have to be ones that are willing to see with their own two eyes. There's been this strange delay for me in Israel, and as a result of staying there those extra two weeks, I got a chance to do some further research to be able to address this blood moon mania. Now, the reason that I'm doing this audio blog is that I, I actually had to stay even a, a little day longer than I wanted to because my plane was delayed. But as a result of my plane being delayed, I got to bring on a special guest that's going to be in this audio blog from the land of Israel. It's an Orthodox Jewish woman named Bubby Dina. Bubby, I hope you're listening. 70 years old. She and I have had an amazing experience. And the only way I was able to do this is because my plane was delayed. I think it was delayed so I could do this audio blog. But let me give you a little background about what's happening right now. I'm in the studio with the Keymaker. We are watching the upload of the Blood Moon Mania Eclipsed special that's going to be available on the front page of bfainternational.com. You're going to be able to watch it. I don't know how we're, I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to have some kind of something that says, watch the blood moon mania. Can, can we do that, Keymaker? Can, is that something we can do? So that basically you'll go to the front of bfainternational.com. And let me tell you what I did. Got back from Israel, was invited by some folks out in San Diego to come and to speak with them about understanding God's time Andrea and I traveled out to San Diego. We were there for all of three days, got a chance to teach on this important topic and ask the people to discern whether it would be appropriate after I taught to bring this message to the world. Well, after the message, they were excited. I talked about the issue of the blood moons and why we needed to address it. Came back, 
told the key maker, hey, key maker, I'm back. Hey, we need to do a video in 24 hours. <laughs> so while I was sleeping this time, he was working. When I was working last time, he was sleeping. Now we're on the same schedule. And by Shabbat tonight, this teaching is going to be available for free. No registration. You just go and watch it. Share it with your family and with your friends. Why have I been talking about this? I have I've been concerned because of what I've seen in now both the Christian and Messianic movement regarding this uh, fixation on what's happening up in the heavens. And, and, and to be honest with you, I want to I want to I want to give you a, a, a way of thinking of this. There are two ways of viewing the stars, the way they really are or the way we might wish them to be. This is the issue that I believe we're dealing with right now. Let me give you an example. Uh, the stars have always been an important part of both the spiritual community and even the political community. Uh, let, me give you, let me give you an example. I don't know if you know this, but the Greek word that they used for disaster is actually the words in English, bad star. The French believed that disease came from the influence of the stars. Therefore, we use the word influenza. So basically, there's always been this issue of what happens in the heavens is affecting the earth. Ancient astrologers were employed by the state to combine heavenly observation with human affairs. So they do things like this. They'd say, well, the last time that the planet Mars was in the sign of the bull, this happened. So then the next time the planet Mars is in the sign of the bull, we expect something else to happen. Mars is about to be in that sign again. So, for example, in just a couple days, I don't know if you know this, Keymaker. You know, he's a photographer. I'm going to ask him to do this. I want to know if you could bring out your camera. Well, it's at three in the morning. Bring out, bring out your camera and take a picture of an amazing thing that's going to happen on the 15th of this month. 3.15 in the morning. In fact, I think it's at, no, no, what is it? What, what time is it? Ah, here it is. It, it's going to last for 77 minutes at 3.07 a.m. What's going to happen is you're going to see the blood moon that's coming and there's going to be a fiery star next to the blood moon. That is Mars. And if you could get a shot of this, I'd love to get a picture of this while I'm sleeping. For you to get a shot of this, of course, unless the end comes and then. Who knows what? But the point is, if you could get a shot of this, it would be amazing, Keymaker. In fact, let's do a contest. <laughs> you know what? I want to do a picture contest. I want all of those that are listening to get up at 3.07 a.m. on the 15th, early in the morning. And for 77 minutes, you're going to watch the blood moon happen. And then you're going to see the fiery star. And whoever gets the best picture... We're going to send you the BFA study pack. No, I'm telling you, whoever gets the best picture of this anomaly, this amazing picture of the blood red moon with the star, unless it's the end. And then it doesn't matter the offer. The offer won't be any good because we'll all be gone. But I think we'll still be here. Now, if you get a better shot than the key maker, you get the BFA study pack. If he gets the best shot, then you you get the study pack. Now I'm going to give it to you. Instead of pay, you get the study pack. What, he's laughing. But folks, seriously, this is going to take place. And astrology has always been about and astronomy is about people trying to get an understanding of the significance of what's happening in heaven and then on the earth. Now, for those who don't know, our star is one of billions or maybe even trillions on the in the observable of a universe. All of the stars that presently take place. And I don't know if you know this. The sun is a star. Now, here's the point. 
the star that we are closest to, which is the sun, has patterns. It's the laws of the universe. There's patterns that take place. As the blood moon situation that's gone on, there are patterns that take place. And what I do in this teaching is give you a real practical view to understand kind of what's going on. So hopefully you'll watch that. But the reason for the audio blog is for the special guest that I'm going to bring. But I want to say something. The constellations that are up there, these are constellations that always rise in the east and they always set in the west. They've been there for years and they're going to be there. So here's what's happened over time. Knowledge has actually been able to conquer some of the fear that's taken place through pattern recognition. For example, in the old days, when a comet would flash across the skies, people would come up with all sorts of fantastic uh, interpretations of that comet and what that comet meant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, we know that when the comet came across the sky, I think it was in 1664, it sent terror throughout Europe and it seemed justified because soon after that comet came what? The Great Plague and the Fire of London. Now, we know about this guy named uh, Halley's Comet. We call it Halley's Comet. He was a young man. He actually uh, studied this issue and found out that we could actually predict when that comet will come back again. In fact, let me tell you folks right now, and I don't know if we could write a book on this. Maybe this would be popular. I'm calling for the falling of the stars in 2061. In 2061, a star is going to fall from the sky, but between you and me, it's Halley's Comet. And why do we know that? Because he was able to see what the actual process of this comet would be, and he was able to predict or prophesy the coming of that comet, and it shook the very astronomical world because they realized, wait a minute, there is a pattern that's taking place. In fact, there was another great comet, 1661. It was called the Fiery Star. And King James, you know, the King James Bible, he did something really cool. He actually wrote a poem around the issue of the star to try to deal with the people's fears regarding what's happening in the earth. I'm going to read it real quick and then we're going to have our special guest come on and give you a little background to it. King James wrote a poem in 1661 that said this. You men of Britain, wherefore ye gaze so upon the angry star when you see and know. The sun shall turn to darkness, the moon to blood, and then twill be too late for you to turn good. Oh, be so happy then while doth while time doth last as to remember doomsday is not past and they misinterpret not with vain conceit the character you see on heaven's gate, which though it bring the world some news from fate, the letters such as no man can translate. And then he goes on to say this, and I'm reading in the old King James language, so it's a little difficult. He says, and for to guess at God Almighty's mind, where such a thing might cross in all mankind, wherefore I wish the curious men to keep his rash imaginations until he sleep. In other words, King James said this. Look, you guys, you're all fired up about this star that you're seeing. Literally, the star, the comet, was going around Europe for seven weeks, they could see it in the daytime and the nighttime. And there were astrologers, astronomers, biblical, spiritual people that were looking up and they were interpreting. And they were saying the sun is turning dark and the moon is turning to blood. And, and, and I mean, you know, imagine this way back then. Well, King James comes along and says, hey, guys, don't get excited. It's a pattern. And you know what? Let me be completely honest with you. The four blood moons is a pattern. It's taken past, taken place in the past. It's taking place now. 
it's taking place in the future. And I've already said it before and I'll say it again. The four blood moons are not up on the wall of God's throne room where he's saying, "Uh oh, something's about to change. In fact, he's the one that put it in place. Now, for our special guest. I had something happen in Israel that actually inspired me to address this teaching. I know some folks are wondering, Keith, you just went, did an hour-long presentation on four blood moon mania eclipsed. You came back and asked the key maker to stay up night to do this. What's the big deal? It's not a big deal. Let me tell you why it's a big deal for me. I'm in Israel. I'm studying this thing, and I'm talking to Jewish people. I'm talking to Christian people. I'm talking to folks from a wide variety of, of backgrounds. And when I give them the first part of the story, when I say this to them, the four blood moons are coming. And these four blood moons happen to be coordinated and synced with the calculated calendar, the Jewish feast of Passover. There will be a blood moon. And the Jewish feast of Sukkot. There will be a blood moon. And then on Nisan 1, there will be a solar eclipse. And then on Passover 2015, there will be a blood moon. And then in Sukkot 2015, there's going to be a supermoon. Something's about to change. The last time this took place, the Jews were expulsed. There was exp- uh, uh, chased out of uh, Spain. Uh, Israel became a nation in the 67 war. I've told this to people. In fact, I told it to this wonderful lady, 70 years old. Her name is Bubby Dina. When I told her about the first part of the story, she said to me, Keith, you're scaring me. Then, as I told her the second half of the story, she said, I I understand better, but we did something that I love to do when I'm in Israel. When I'm at Bubby Dina's house, she says, Keith, let's watch Christian television together. She is an Orthodox Jewish woman. I'm a Methodist minister. She loves to interact with the information that I'm bringing. I love to interact with the information she's bringing. We find common ground. So we watch METV. We turn on METV. And there are two programs on, both of them about the blood moons. And as I say in my teaching, it embarrassed me. And why it embarrassed me is that there were preachers on television that were using the blood moons to affect, to attempt to affect people in fear and then to move it to an issue of finance. Rather than me talking about it, I want to let you hear from my friend Bubby Dina, where we talked a little bit about the blood moon mania. And uh, right, like I said, I I, I didn't even think I was going to get a chance to talk to her. My plane was delayed so that she could talk. Let's hear from her, and after that, we'll wrap up this audio blog. Well, I was supposed to be on an airplane this morning. I'm still at the host uh, family's house. Bubby Dina has allowed me to sleep here in preparation. I thought I was going to be leaving in the morning. You gave me a blanket and you gave me a pillow, and so I'm so thankful to you. But I couldn't leave without talking to you about something that you and I actually experienced a couple days ago regarding what I'm calling the blood moon mania. We were at your house, and uh, I said something to you, two things I want to talk about. First thing I said to you is I, I gave you the pers- first part of the story. If, in fact, the blood moons connect with the expulsion of the Jews in 1492, and it, it connects with the with the, the birth of the, the nation of Israel, and it connects with the Six-Day War Initially, when I said that to you, without telling you the second part, how did you feel? I felt uh, very threatened and frightened. Uh, After all, if there are portents of such seriousness for the Jewish people, I'm not ready for that sort of thing. Right, and you said that made you feel nervous and you were like, what's going on? Then I told you the second half. I told you about the actual... blood moons taking place after those events and we talked about some other information so you were you were wonderful about that but then we watched tv together you remember we were watching tv together we were watching what's it called middle east tv am i right right and so tell me about middle east tv what is it basically 
It's basically a uh, Christian channel uh, that broadcasts throughout the Middle East. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's based in uh, Cyprus. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So we watched two programs, and what were those programs about, generally? Well, there were televangelists uh, talking about the blood moon, and basically they were asking for money for... <laughs> They were asking for money. So basically, yes. they were talking about the blood moons. This is it's, something that's coming, and now... It was a threat, and to help them uh, deal with the threat, they want you to send in some sort of uh, love donation. So when you saw that, what was your first thought? What a sham, what a con. So you weren't necessarily excited about the information they were bringing. Rather, you looked at it and thought, what is this, and why is it connected to the blood moons and all of that? And... Uh, yes, I felt they were using the fact of the blood moons and their connection with Israel to basically sell their services for anywhere up to 400 bucks a shot. That's exactly what they did. Now tell me, tell the folks this, tell us what the significance of Pesach really is. In other words, beyond them using it for Passover, for the blood moons, for you as a person who's in Israel, a Jewish person who lives here and celebrates past, uh, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, what, what is the significance for you? Well, of course, it's the festival of our freedom, mm -hmm. of our becoming a free Jewish nation. Uh, it's uh, the festival of uh, our going out into the desert with Moshe, Moses, mm -hmm. and uh, getting uh, the Torah mm -hmm. and uh, a set of rules and uh, a covenant that mm -hmm. we live by, the covenant with God mm -hmm. that we live by. And uh, the Passover's uh, dinner or Seder of the evening of the Passover is where we uh, sit down and we retell all the story of our going out of Egypt and our freedom from Egypt and our acceptance of the Torah, etc., etc., down through the uh, centuries. And a Seder means order. Mm -hmm. And there is an order to the entire meal, which is very important mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of the highlights of our year. So you look forward to Passover. You look forward to the, the, that time. Of course. Of course you do. Of course of you course. do. So I think the thing that hit me this morning is I, was, I realized that my flight was delayed and I was getting ready to, to eventually get there. As I thought about being here in this house and the connection between how you live here and what they were doing on TV and how it's such a complete difference. Yes. What they were doing, with it, there's no connection at all uh, to that. I could not see any uh, correlation right. whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Um, what they were talking about really, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, uh, sounded fantastical and, like I say, it was a con. Yeah. Well, folks, this is Bubby Dina. She has been an amazing host. In fact, she is on the second series of Time Will Tell that's going to come this fall. She uh, she allowed us to be in her house when we were going over the issues of time. Nehemi and I just got back last night from a long trip Got back at 1 o'clock in the morning and uh, found out my flight's delayed. What better way to use it than to eat breakfast with Bubby Dina and talk about the Blood Moon Mania. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Well, folks, there you heard it right from Bubby Dina's mouth. I believe in lifestyle evangelism. What do you mean lifestyle evangelism? Not evangelism the way that I used to always do it. I believe that our light should shine before people for how we live. And what I've always loved about dealing with my Jewish brothers and sisters over in the land of Israel is to walk alongside 
and to let my light shine. Hopefully they've looked at me and said, what is it different about him? I look at them and say, what's different about them? And we're finding common ground. And, and in fact, what I've loved is to be able to open up the Bible, both Old and New Testament. That's right. And have interaction with people who don't think like me, who don't believe like me, who don't talk like me and certainly don't look like me. But we've been able to find common ground in a way that I think has been very, very beautiful. I want you all to watch this this thing we're doing. It's up. Where are we at right now? Are we up? We're halfway through to uploading this teaching called Blood Moon Mania Eclipsed. I want you to watch it. It's free. Then I want you to share it with family and friends. Let's get as many people as possible to watch this information before the blood moon comes. Then we'll have our photograph contest. We'll get a picture of this thing, put it up, let people see it. There's nothing to be afraid of. In fact, I think it's, it's a great opportunity to look at the creativity of our Heavenly Father, the amazing beauty, the heavens tell of the glory. I mean, it's powerful. We're going to see these red moons that really are based on the light that comes around the sun. And for those that don't know that when the sun turns dark, you can't see the moon anyway because the moon is not a light. It simply reflects light. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask you when you see this, this what, what's happening, both the audio blogs available but when you see this, uh, this, 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 this teaching that we're doing, we want you to share it on Facebook. We want you to forward the email. We're going we e to send an email out today to folks. We're going to try to get this audio blog ready. Now, folks, let me tell you something. I'm excited to be back, and here's why. The last 10 weeks, and I, I don't know if I told, hey, guess what you're going to get a chance to see? I actually got a chance to talk to the foreign minister of defense about the Iron Dome system. The Iron Dome system where I actually put a video, Keymaker put the video right in the teaching so you can see this amazing thing, asked for permission for them to do this. This particular thing is in, the video is actually in the Blood Moon uh, Mania Eclipse. Am I right now? It's Okay, all right, so I'm not saying it right. I'm still a little jet lagged. I went from Israel to Charlotte to San Diego, back to Blood Moon Mania Eclipse, back to Charlotte, and now I'm here we're sharing this with you right now. I want to thank Bubby Dina. I want to thank her for uh, being willing to talk with me um, about the experience that we had watching this information. I do believe that right now the biblical astrologers are out of order. And I do call them biblical astrologers because what's happening is they're having people focus on. And let me. OK, can I say this? I'm back here. I'm still unplugged. Right. I can do what I want. I believe it's an attempted hijacking of Passover. I believe that what's happened is a hijacking of Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread. People are not focusing on the fact that the thing that's about to happen is rather than the day of the Lord, which no one knows when it's going to happen. This is an appointment of the Lord, Yehovah, where he's put it on his calendar and said, hey, meet with me for this time of unleavened bread and meet me for this time of Sukkot. And now you got these people spending all this energy and all this time trying to read the stars going to the constellations, coming up with all sorts of things to try to get people uh, off the focus of what I believe is God's, is, is God's appointed time. So here's what I want to do. I want to end with a verse. I've got a verse here. I think I do. Yes, I do. It's in the book of Jeremiah. Really interesting. In the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah speaks about uh, what's going to happen prophetically back at that time. And he's talking here about, and it says, at, the, at that time, Jeremiah 8, verse 1, at that time declares Yehovah, 
They will bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of its princes and the bones of the priests and the bones of the prophets and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem from their graves. Then Jeremiah 8, 2 says this. They will spread them out to the sun, the moon and to all the hosts of heaven, which they have loved in which they have served in which they have gone after and which they have sought and which they have worshipped. They will not be gathered or buried. They will be as dung on the face of the ground. Sounds like a radical voice, a radical verse. But let me just say something. This has always been an issue. People look up, they see the stars and they come up with songs like the song that started off the audio blog. When the moon is in the seventh. And you know what? And people begin to bow down and they begin to worship and we lose focus on who created this amazing. this amazing. This power. I mean, is it? Look, when you get up at three o'clock in the morning, Keymaker, and you look up and you take that picture, are you not going to get a little are you going to be a little amazed? You're going to be amazed. Hopefully you'll bring up your son and you'll let the whole family go out there and see it. I'm going to be sleeping, though. I'll be honest with you. I just want to see the picture because I think it's amazing. And some people would say because Mars is showing up. Mars is the planet of war and war is coming. And you know what? I do think war is coming. And war was and war will be until the final war. In the meantime, we need to be people that are focusing on the creator of the universe who has given us the opportunity to look up and to see the stars. And when we see the stars, we're supposed to think of him. We're not supposed to be thinking about four blood moons. All right, folks, that's enough for right now. We need to get this video up. We need to get it ready. Do me a favor. Share the audio blog. It's free. Share the video. It's free. Blood, moon, maniac, eclipse. We're going to get a banner on the front. I don't know who's going to do it. On the front of the website, you click it, you watch it, you share it. And let's get this information out and see if we can't uh, uh, delay this, uh, this the del delirium that's taking place uh, around these, these different movements. And again, I, I no disrespect to those that are seeking and trying to find out. Let's continue to do all of that. But let us be people that would base our faith on biblical truth. We are a ministry, BFA International, inspiring people around the world to build a biblical foundation for their faith. Now remember the deal. If you'll keep watching, if you'll keep listening, and if you'll keep reading, we will keep working.